G'day and welcome to the Dolby Anglican Podcast. My name is David and I'm one of the ministers at Dolby Anglican Parish. We're a church that's all about knowing Jesus and making Jesus known. And you can learn more about us by going to anglicandolby.org.au. This week's sermon is part of our Matter of the Heart series, Following the Life of King David. And today's sermon focuses on David and his relationship with Saul. And it focuses on 1 Samuel chapter 19. We hope you enjoy the sermon. First reading is from Samuel chapter 19 verses 1 to 18. Saul told his son Jonathan and all the attendants to kill David. But Jonathan had taken a great liking to David and warned him. My father Saul is looking for a chance to kill you. Be on your guard tomorrow morning. Go into hiding and stay there. I will go out and stand with my father in the field where you are. I'll speak, speak to him about you and will tell you what I find out. Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, let not, let not the king do wrong to his servant David. He has not wronged you, and what he has done has benefited you greatly. He took his life in his hands when he killed the Philistine. The Lord won a great victory for all Israel, and you saw it and were glad. Why then would you do wrong to an innocent man like David by killing him for no reason? Saul listened to Jonathan and took his, uh, this oath. As surely as the Lord lives, David would not be put to death. So Jonathan called David and told him the whole conversation. He brought him to Saul, and David was with Saul as before. Once more war broke out, and David went out and fought the Philistines. He struck them and set with such force that they fled before him. But an evil spirit from the Lord came on Saul as he was sitting in his house with his spears in his hand. While David was playing the lyre, Saul tried to pin him to the wall with his spear. But David eluded him as Saul drove the spear into the wall. That night David made good his escape. Saul sent men to David's house to watch it and to kill him in the morning. But Michal, David's wife, warned him, If you don't run for your life tonight, tomorrow you'll be killed. So Michal let, let David down through a window, and he fled and escaped. Then Michal took an idol and laid it on the bed, covering it with a garment and putting some goat's hair at the head. When Saul sent the men to capture David, Michal said, He is ill. Then Saul sent the men back to see David and told them, Bring him up to me in his bed so that I may kill him. But when the men entered, there was the idol in the bed, and at the head was some goat's hair. Saul said to Michal, Why did you deceive me like this and send my enemy away so that he escaped? Michal told him, He said to me, Let me get away. Why should I kill you? When David fled, and made his escape, he sent, went to Samuel at Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. Then he and Samuel went to Naioth and stayed there. Hear the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Loving Lord God, we thank and praise you for your word to us and that it is life and health. And we pray, Lord, that you would help us to understand your word and to apply it to our lives, particularly as we think about jealousy this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Well, in 2015, Chinese man Wu Xia uh, found himself between an, a, rock, a rock and a hard place with respect to jealousy. He had dumped his long-term girlfriend and found a new flame. But unfortunately, his ex-girlfriend would not accept that reality. And so she kept on texting him and calling him, asking him to get back with her. Eventually, everything came to a head as Wusha was called by his ex-girlfriend along with his current girlfriend to a beauty spot uh, near a local river where a fight erupted between the three. The ex-girlfriend, overwhelmed by jealousy, threw herself into the river in an attempt to get Wusha to save her to prove that he hadn't truly gotten over her. Unfortunately, the current girlfriend um, saw what was happening and was worried that he would indeed jump in to save his ex-girlfriend, so she threw herself into the river. And all of a sudden, Wusha looked down into the river with his two, um, his ex-lover and his current lover, shouting at him to save them. He put an end to the debate by uh, jumping in to save his current girlfriend. And then on the way home, he called his brother to ask his brother to save his ex-girlfriend. His brother then called the fire brigade who came, <laughs> who came and saved the, girl, the ex-girlfriend and took her to hospital uh, where she was later discharged with minor injuries. It's a sad story, but it's a little bit funny. Um, and it's an example of how jealousy can ruin lives. This is a, this is a picture of Wu Xia um, and I think his current girlfriend uh, escaping from the river and um, of course their ex-girlfriend escaped with just a bruised ego. But Joseph Epstein uh, once wrote, of the seven deadly sins, only envy is no fun at all. And I think this story really illustrates that. So we've been going through uh, the story of the life of King David um, in our Matter of the Heart series. And last week we saw how King David had been anointed King of Israel by God. Now King Saul was still on the throne and David would not take it by force. Last week we also saw how David overcame Goliath through God's help. But in the epilogue to the story, in 1 Samuel 18, we read, As they danced, they sang, Saul has claimed his thousands, and David his tens of thousands. The rest of 1 Samuel 18 tells us how Saul becomes more and more jealous of David and tries to kill him by spearing him, not once, but twice. Then he sends him on a suicide mission to the front of the battle, only to see God deliver David again and again. Saul's heart goes from bad to worst, and David continues to reveal to us what it is to be a person after God's own heart. So today we're going to be focusing on David's relationship with Saul, and we'll be thinking about the damage envy and jealousy can do to us. And we'll be thinking about how we can overcome jealousy with God's help. 
So in 1 Samuel chapter 19, we read, Saul told his son Jonathan and all the attendants to kill David. But Jonathan had taken a great liking to David and warned him, My father Saul is looking for a chance to kill you. Be on your guard tomorrow morning. Go into hiding and stay there. Now, if anyone had a reason to be jealous of David, it was Jonathan. He was the next in line for the throne. And while Saul was already king, if David was going to take the throne from anyone, it was going to be Jonathan. But Jonathan loved David, and he warns David of his father's murderous intentions and promises to risk everything to protect him. Jonathan then goes to his father and reminds him of David's heroics in verse 4. He says, Let not the king do wrong to his servant David. He has not wronged you. And what he has done for you has benefited you greatly. He took his own life in his hands when he killed the Philistine. That's Goliath. Now next week we'll look at Saul's confusion as he takes a public oath. In verse 6. Um, sorry, yeah, we'll look a little bit more at the relationship with Jonathan and Saul, but we get a look inside Saul's head and we see how confused he is as he is swayed emotionally and mentally. He says to Jonathan, as surely as the Lord lives, David will not be put to death. David is allowed to go back into the king's presence and then he's sent off to fight for him again. David has another mighty victory, and Saul predictably gets jealous again. For a third time, Saul chucks a spear at the rising star. Now, the Bible is all about forgiveness, but here it's worth learning a valuable lesson. If someone throws a spear at you three times, run. (laughs) Yeah, Ken's saying he'd run the first time. When someone tries to hurt you once or even twice, you can forgive them and you can let them back into your life, perhaps with a few boundaries in place. But if someone tries to hurt you repeatedly without showing signs of change, you can forgive them, but you can't keep putting yourself in harm's way. There's a very deep, wider lesson for all of us to learn, I think, here. David runs home, but Saul sends his henchmen after him. David's wife, Saul, David's wife, Saul, (laughs) David's wife and Saul's daughter, Michal, bravely protects him and fools the men sent to kill him, which gives David time to escape. Now, it's here we see how real and messy this story is. Michal disguises a household idol as David and puts him in his bed. Now idolatry is expressly forbidden in the Bible and whether the idol belongs to David or to Michal, the presence of the idol inside David's house proves that David is no angel. So David flees to Samuel's place and spends the rest of King Saul's reign as an outlaw. Saul pursues him and keeps on trying to kill him. So David escapes to the borderlands of Israel where he spends the rest of Saul's life as a bandit, fighting as a mercenary and extorting protection money from foreign armies 
from foreign armies and foreign farmers to keep himself and his warriors going. Saul's kingship, meanwhile, spirals out of control. And the question is, why? Well, the surface answer would be Saul's rebellion against God and his jealousy. But several times we see that an evil spirit from the Lord comes into Saul. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us whether the Lord sent the spirit into Saul deliberately, and if so, why? But what it does show us is that Saul first distances himself from Samuel and then from God completely. Saul's madness and his jealousy actually ends up elevating David and setting a platform for David's kingship after Saul. It's a sad story. Saul is a gifted and handsome leader chosen and anointed by God, who slowly turns away from God and of his own accord becomes bitter, spiteful, and paranoid. Towards the end of Saul's life, he even gets so desperate to hold on to power that he consults a witch or a medium. That said, we shouldn't hate Saul. Saul was the king everyone wanted but didn't actually need. He was a good warrior, but his heart was prone to wander, and he had deep insecurities and flaws. We should pity Saul as a sick and emotional man who let the power he was given and the jealousy that bubbled up in his heart overcome him. Saul could have used David to protect God's kingdom, and David would have remained loyal to Saul. Sadly, jealousy infects Saul's heart and takes his vision off the Lord. So again, here we see the damage jealousy can do to people, to families, and even to whole communities. Saul was the perfect king, but his rejection of God's leadership over his heart is his undoing. David isn't perfect, but he submits his heart to the Lord's leadership. And the Lord accomplishes his redemptive purposes through David. This story really is a matter of the heart. It's here that we need to look at the sin of jealousy and what it means for our own lives. First, we need to recognize that God gets jealous. Over 20 times in the Old Testament, I counted it um, this week, God is described as a jealous God. Check out Exodus 20 verse 5 where God forbids idolatry. You shall not bow down to idols or worship them, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. So if the God of the Bible is a jealous God, does it mean that God sins? No, not at all. The word translated jealous in our Bibles can also be translated as zealous. God isn't describing himself as bitter and envious, but as passionate for the affections of his people. That's you. God doesn't want us to bow down to statues or worship any created thing because he knows that we are created for relationship with him. We are born to worship God. 
If a wife didn't care that another woman was flirting with her husband right in front of her, there would be something very wrong with that relationship. Instead, husbands and wives should feel justifiably zealous and jealous, not only for the love and affection of their spouses, but also for their good. Lives are ruined through extramarital affairs, even platonic ones. We worship what we most value in life. And as soon as we begin to worship something other than God, we get stuck. God loves us passionately and wants to see us thrive and have fullness of life both now and into eternity. In fact, God is so jealous for our love that he sent Jesus into the world to show us what life is about and to die to rescue us from our sins. We are to love God and others passionately, but it's what we do with that passion that determines whether jealousy turns into virtue or sin. The contrast between Saul and his kids clarifies the difference between godly jealousy and sinful jealousy. Saul, Jonathan, and Michal are all jealous or zealous of David. Another incredible Bible fact is that Michal is the only woman described in the Bible as having loved a man. There's plenty of accounts of men loving women in, throughout the Bible, but in the Old Testament, Michal is the only woman described as actually loving a man. So Saul, Jonathan, and Michal, the whole family, are zealous for David. Saul is jealous of David's success and his growing popularity. He's worried that David will take his crown, something that David would never dream of doing. And the jealousy manifests itself in sinful anger and murderous intentions. On the other hand, Jonathan loves David and protects him, as does his sister Michal. They are examples of virtuous jealousy. Jonathan, as we see before, had most to lose in David's rise, but instead he elevates David. Jonathan loves him, even though it may sacrifice his own future prospects. He wants what's best for David, which is why both he and his sister Michal thwart Saul's plans and go so far as deceiving their own father to keep David safe. Both Michal and Jonathan risk everything to protect David. They see a difference between Saul's heart and between David's heart, and they're drawn to David. Saul, however, will give up a faithful servant and the love of his own children to cling on to power. The sin of jealousy leads Saul on a destructive path that kills his kingdom, destroys his family, and ultimately makes him an enemy of God. Saul lets his jealousy destroy him from the inside out. So how are we to apply this story to our own lives? Well, jealousy causes problems both for us when we're jealous of others and when others are jealous of us. You may be experiencing problems of jealousy right now. 
the good news is the solution to jealousy that affects us from the inside and from the outside is the same. Scottish economist and minister Edward Chalmers calls this solution the expulsive power of a new affection. In an essay to that title, he writes, The only way to dispossess the heart of an old affection is by the expulsive power of a new one. You see, normally when we try to tackle an issue in our lives, we do so as moralists. We tell ourselves that something is bad and we try to deal with it cold turkey. But the heart is strong, friends, and so often it guides our motivations and our lives. Working against our deepest desires, cold turkey, is like trying to stop a charging elephant with a pelican. Instead, Chalmers tells us that we need to dispel our affections for the things that hurt us with new and better affections. If I'm given my dream job, I'm not going to be jealous of a colleague when they get a promotion. If I'm loved and surrounded by people who enjoy my company when I'm sober, I'm not going to turn to alcohol or drugs to soothe my loneliness and anxiety. If I have a nutritious and delicious meal right in front of me, I'm going to throw the limp cheeseburger in the bin (laughs) and have that instead. I thought it would be the KFC. KFC is closed at the moment. (laughs) Have you noticed that? Um, we're across the road from Red Rooster, and Red Rooster is doing a roaring trade. They, yeah, they have been, um, KFC has been displaced in this town, and everyone's going to a substitute. <laughs> but you see, this is the power of a new affection. The reason Jonathan je- doesn't get jealous of David and risks his prospects is because of the expulsive power of God's affection. Jonathan is on fire for God, and he loves David. And so ultimately, he wants what God wants, even if it stuffs up his future. The love of God drives any hint of jealousy from Jonathan's life, and he elevates the people around him. In 1 Samuel 20, as Saul hatches another plan to kill David, Jonathan makes a promise to David which reflects his heart for God. He says, If my father intends to harm you, may the Lord deal with Jonathan, he's talking in third person here, be it ever so severely, if I do not let you know and send you away in peace. May the Lord be with you as he has been with my father. Jonathan allows his love for God and his love for David Drive away the jealousy that overcomes his father. On the other hand, in David, we see how to cope with jealousy. That's jealousy from the outside. Saul repeatedly tried to pin David to the wall. Now, David could have become jealous of Saul and of his kingship and flung some well-placed stones his way in order to get revenge. But instead, David resists the urge to hurt Saul or even to become jealous of him because of his love for God. 
Later in 1 Samuel, David twice gets the opportunity to kill Saul, but he resists. David is too zealous for God to become jealous of Saul. In the same way, if someone is bullying us or making life hard for us because of their jealousy, we can run to God for refuge. This makes sure that their jealousy remains their problem. But it also relies on God's power to help us to deal with the jealousy that's hurting us. Now, David doesn't speak in 1 Samuel at all. Sorry, just in in 1 Samuel 19. But in Psalm 17, a poem written by David, we see into his heart as David prays these words. He says, I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Turn your ear to me and hear my prayers. Show me the wonders of your great love. You who save by your right hand those who take refuge in you from their foes. Keep me as the apple of your eye and hide me in the shadow of your wings. David wrote this while he was on the run from King Saul. He looks to God to help him deal with the problems that jealousy creates. Friends, jealousy is an emotion, and it's not unnatural or wrong. As we know, God experiences jealousy. It's part of the normal human experience. What matters, however, is how we allow the jealousy we feel to influence and shape us. We can be like Saul who becomes angry and bitter and whose actions push him further away from God. Or we can be like David, whose jealousy for God is a priority and means that he does not fall prey to the same anger and sin that Saul experiences. That's the expulsive power of a new affection. So friends, this is why it's vital that we take time regularly to pray, to study the scriptures, and to gather with other Christians like you are doing this morning. It's vital that we give our affection for God every opportunity to grow. The story of King Saul reminds us that jealousy is something that affects us all. But when we recognize the sin of jealousy... And use God's love as a solution. Like David, our hearts will see the wonders of God's great love. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.